The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and thanks to the money saved from purchasing a new kettle this week, Paul's unlikely to miss many more away games this season. Join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Jack Ross hangs up his cardigan and exits the building. New manager search, Livy and Motherwell review, the good, the bad and the ugly, Hibs preview, media whores, loan report, women's team, DUSF, community trust, YouTube uploads, who am I, and on the stay with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 158 of the Dode Fox podcast. The Dode Fox podcast is brought to you in association with Connect Radio, a brand new online radio station for Dundee. You can listen online at connectradiohq.com. You can download the Connect Radio app for Apple and Android and ask your smart speaker to play Connect Radio Dundee. I'm Andy McLaren. Welcome to the Dode Fox podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox podcast with the on-the-news Paul McNichol and the off-the-ball Ronnie Costello. Where do you want to start, Paul? Do you want to start you. with... you? You can start there if you like, but I think we'll go chronologically. So, okay. let's start on the mean? back of last <laughs> Sunday. And our episode dropped on the Monday. Mm-hmm. We were our age in, but we weren't happy. Things had to yeah. change. And my word, did things change. The Cardi was hung up for the final time. And Jack Ross left the building. Now, we've all seen you here. Thousands of views on the clips when you were on the telly, uh, but you were obviously still raging from it, but it was not unexpected, was it, in the end? No, nah, it really wasn't. No, no given what had just went before it. We regular pumpings uh, and defeats at him, Livingston and St. Martin. So, no, nah, it, it's it's unfortunate. I dare say nobody, <laughs> nobody would have wanted the club to be in this position so soon, uh, if at all. But, other than the guys in the media, and I've seen I've seen Craig Levine come out, Neil McCann mentioned it last night, other guys on the radio, they're all saying it was quite unlucky and they think he's been harshly dealt with. Uh, speaking as a United fan, I, I don't know how he could have stayed on after a, a 9 nothing scalping at him. I really don't And as I say, on the back of other scalpings that we'd had the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, it was it was true. I mean, you were obviously rolled out. You were on. Uh, you done about STV, and obviously the clip I'm getting it is the the radio T clip you done. That's obviously got like over ten thousand views and and stuff like that. And at, at the time, I mean, you know, you're getting asked those questions and stuff. I mean, we'd already sort of covered it without it being sort of official there. And then when you look about, and it was actually just when you said it, and you know that I don't listen to you normally, but you do listen and you go, you know, it probably. I mean, I know we we had a bit of it's early, and I said this yesterday as well that it was still early. But at the end of the day, it's not like a one nil defeat we've had. Like it's, it has no. been a couple of scalpings, and that's it's yeah. tough to come back for. Big big scalpings, and I, th- I think uh, the undercurrent of the fact that it looked like the he wasn't getting much with the, the players. Uh, to, to put it nicely, uh, so so something had to give, and as we recorded last week. Like we didn't say he's definitely out the door, he must go, but like we, we did think there was going to be a cheat. So so to say to say it was a shock then, nah, not really. But if you had asked, if you had a if we had spoken about this four weeks ago, then we would never have believed that that we would have been speaking about 
the fact that we're now done here manager. No, and I, 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 th- I think that's the thing that even after the the Alkmaar game, I still don't think if I'd said to you, we'll know here manager in three weeks, you'd be like, piss off. You wouldn't nah. believe it. But nah. and again, it's, it's coming back to these, I mean, it seems like it's only been like five weeks, eh, or whatever since the mm. season starts. It feels like it's been about five months. But yeah. um, I was saying that yesterday as well. Like, you know, it's it, it's really early, but you have the European high of beating Alkmaar and we're still searching for that team. But then we play Livingston, right? We get beat and it is a bit more European hangover. And we were as guilty for saying that as empty because we're thinking, we're going to Alkmaar this week. This is it. This is it. Pumped, right? Then we play Hearts. Pumped. Then we play St. Mern. Pumped. You know, and it just was... And then some team called Celtic turn up and it's like, uber pumped. I mean, cheesy peeps. And then... It, I just think that, I mean, reading between the lines and reading sort of the press and, you know, what the Alan's putting it, I think it was Alan Temple, our, our podcast pal, Alan Temple, putting the courier and he was on about the 24 hours of, you know, what happened. And I think Mark Ogren got on the phone on Sunday and went, what's going on here, lads? That's how he talks. Um, and, and then it, it probably moved quite quickly, I imagine. Like we were, I think deep down, we recorded a bit later on last week, didn't we? Is it? Is it like, yeah, it was because yeah, the yeah, game. It was, yeah, it was after six. Uh, yeah, and we were both, and, and I had an outside thing. I think we might get a wee, this might be the Robbie Nielsen episode hour again. Like th- yeah. this might go out the door now, but it didn't happen. Obviously, conversation didn't happen. And then it probably wasn't a, a massive shock to uh, as it came in. What it obviously now leads to is that the the question of who is next uh, is what it comes to now. Obviously, you get the usual names. Uh, Leo Fox obviously put in temporary charge, which is all fine. I think you need to do that um, just for a little bit. And the big thing was, though, there was a game on Wednesday. Like, this was coming. Yeah. This was coming pretty quick, lads. You know, this is going to happen pretty quickly. So, let's talk new manager, because I don't expect an announcement today, put it that way. Since since last week when the sacking happened, because I'm saying sacking because that's how it sounded. Like to now, can what what have you been feeling? Who have you been thinking? I like those names. I don't like these names. What you've seen? What, what where where are you the past five days? My my initial thought was they'll give it to Liam Fox. That that was my initial thought, and I'm kind of veering away from that now. And I'm and I'm no basing that on anything other than the fact that Adam Asgar has left. Mm-hmm. So that that in itself was a wee bit of a shock. That, that was more of a shock than uh, Jack Ross getting, getting Definitely, into. 100%. Uh, yeah, it really was, because I don't think many people seen that coming. So so that's, I, I think, the easy option, and, and maybe possibly the best option, uh, like six days ago, would have been to go with Liam Fox and Adam Asgar, because they were there last season. They've worked with the players, they know the players, uh, now it wasn't a, it wasn't like we were playing like Brazil 1970 last season, but like we were effective in a lot of games. Uh, might maybe not exciting, but like we were we had a cohesive unit. You know, we we, we didn't look like getting bit seven nothing and nine nothing. That's what I'm trying to say. But now that he's out the door as well, like you're you're as well. I, I, it won't surprise me if we bring in somebody from the outside. But if we do, I would. I'd be of the opinion that's probably best if they bring in their own backroom stuff. Looking that way, uh, and I, 
Let's look that way. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. It's obviously. Yeah. Listen, we, we, we. I don't know what the conversation is, or you know, they said mutual consent. I think the the rumours are obviously. Oh, he's probably going to Swansea. With Andy Goldie is obviously the main mm. one. Listen, if that's what he's doing, good luck to the man. You know, and yeah. I think any day, and this is no anything personal. He was always on a tough end, given just, his old man's there. Yeah, yeah, and the position 100%. he was in, and it was interesting that Adam said during the summer, "Look, I'll." It's no danger. I'll even think about being the boss while my old man's there. So he was struggling for it, but I think he's obviously had a good experience from it. He's come through the academy, he's had some first team experience. And listen, if that's where he ends up, good luck to him. We said it when Andy left. Good luck to him as well. You know, if that's what happens. But it does then look like look like they're obviously the conversations they've maybe had already with people mm-hmm. has been a case of well, I'm bringing X, Y, and Z with us. Now, this is the thing yeah. with Jack Ross. There was loads of rumours going about that the delay in him getting appointed was because he wanted to bring his own back to the room team. The, the rumour I was told was that they wanted John Potter. Potter. Yeah. And John Potter just took the Kelty job. So that was going to be pretty tough and things like that. So it was it was one of them. It was a weird, I don't know, I'm trying, you know, it was a, a, a weird in that, well, what, what, what do we do here? So that's what it looks mm. like, certainly to me, same as you, that it just looks like that must, that. There's got to be, there's no smoke without fire, right? That, it yeah. just, maybe it's a pure coincidence. Listen, it might be, but it just then does give whoever comes in, if it's not Liam Fox, a wee bit of a, I'm not saying a clean Please slate, live. but you've got, well, a, you can at least bring in one position, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of see them changing goalie coach because I think, you know, that's relatively new. Liam Fox's position will be really interesting. You know, what happens now, you know, if it's not him, That'll be that'll be an interesting one as well. Um, but he could he could still he could still be a go between. Mm-hmm. You know the players know him when you, when you hear them in their interviews speaking about him, they call him Foxy, calling him Gaffer or, or, or nothing like that yet. Yeah. So I think he he's, he's clearly got a relationship with the players. Uh, they they seem to to like him now. Uh, obviously, you can't believe everything that players say in, in interviews. Uh, after what they've been saying the last few weeks but they do seem uh, to hear a bit of an affinity with the guy so if it is a new manager from out with that comes in and he wants to bring in an assistant or or whatever else then then I still think that, that Liam Fox probably could hear a role to play in some capacity what that so, may be I'm not sure but it could be a job give us a name or two then that you're you're, mm-hmm. you're liking and, I don't know. I'm not really sure, Rondo. I'm, I'm not really It'll sure. not be Michael O'Neill. That's no. He's reeled himself out, has he? Yeah. Yeah. So, th- so he was probably the one that I would have quite liked, uh, just because he's been there and done it. He's done it at a decent level as well internationally, and I'm not really sure what happened at Stoke for him. Uh, obviously, the the clamour amongst quite a lot of people, not everybody, but the clamour amongst a lot of Arabs is uh, Duncan Ferguson. Me. Now, I think, personally speaking, I think that in some ways that would be amazing. Uh, like because we are never going to get near it, he's probably like number two on the list for me to speak to <laughs> for the podcast. I can't, I can't what you're about to say, um, and I, I think it's going to echo. What I'm going to say, but on you go. I I just like he's not really got much management experience. He he. I mean, looking from the outside in, when you think a big dunk, you think of wrapping burglars' pusses. Uh, he, he doesn't look like he's going to suffer boys not giving 100% maximum effort on the pitch and 
the, the way that it is these days, like you just, you don't know what you're going to get for the guys in the dressing room. And that might be an absolutely shitey thing to say. And, and if anybody in the dressing room actually listens to this nonsense, then they might not like hearing that. But like the proof for me was in the pudding. Like Jack Ross came in and I, and you can, like most people that listen can. Like I, I was never a big fan of Jack Ross. Like I didn't think he was that great a manager. What did you call him? And Greasy nothing, cardy wearing something. I, I just didn't think that he was that great a manager. Uh, but that but that's only my opinion. Like, I, I and you got behind him as soon as he was appointed. So. I've, I've, of course, like, I'll get behind anybody. Uh, unless we're a point Barry Ferguson, then I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but, but Big Dunk, it would be glamorous, it would be quite romantic to get him on board, but uh, hey, my doubts whether I, whether I know that would work. Uh, I'm just no sure on that. Well, the, um, <laughs> so what, what I've, a lot of time when I've been asked this week is, what do you think? And I, I've kind of nailed myself to the Big Dunk mask, but purely because I think, I look around and I think, Come on, Ken. Uh, no, I, I look around and I think I don't really like the fucking same names. Like I don't really, I'm no for it. So I kind of nailed myself to the dunk. I nailed myself to that mass yesterday either uh, as well. Sorry, and purely because right, if big dunk comes in, it's either going to be absolutely unbelievable or a complete car crash, and I am on board for that journey. Uh, yeah, but but. People that run the club aren't they on board for such a risk? I don't think because we're, we're in a perilous position. Where we, I can you're in, and, and uh, it might be it might be a bit of a thrill ride, but I just think it's it's quite a risk. I think it's quite a risk. Right. But let's then, um, again, again. That's just a hunch. Like I've, I didn't care much about Big Dunk as a coach, as a manager. But obviously, as a character, he seems like a great guy. He seems like he's hurts in the right place and whatever. But I don't know. I think it's. I think it's quite a. I think it'd be quite a big risk. Ten point big dunk. Yeah, man. Right. Let's look at some odds. Right. This is right now, eleven forty a.m. on Sunday, the fourth of September. As we look at this, right. Duncan Ferguson one to two on odds on favourite. Right now. Oh, right now. How much have you put on that? Mahoos. <laughs> well, have you got inside, inside the knowledge here, Ronda? Should I be putting Mahoos on that? Better tell Claire up. <laughs> just be homeless by, by the morning. Uh, <laughs> Liam Fox, 2-1. to one. The next thing, this is this is using Bet Victor. I know it's not the best. It was the easiest thing I could find, right? Uh, the next thing is Malky Mackay at 20-1. He'll not he'll no get the job. He'll not get the job. Uh, i tell you one, a real interesting name. Kevin Thompson. Done well at Kelly. He'll not get the job. How no? He'll know. But Ken O'Malky will not get it. Because we don't want him to get it. No. I, I, I and he's in a job. So. I think the club wanted to appoint Malcolm McKay uh, a couple of years ago. They did. I don't I'm, not even, I'm not even sure if that's a secret, or, but I'm pretty sure that they did. Uh, and fans have just... Kind of got fed back to the, the decision makers that they just wouldn't mm. be on board with that at all. Nah. Kevin Thompson, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold on that. I know that he got Kelly promoted, but then he was in a league where I think they had the best budget and they had all the best players. And but anything other than promotion would have been a failure, I think. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Kevin Thompson. And I'm not even basing that on the fact that he's ex Rangers, ex Dundee. Nothing like that. I just, 
I'm I'm not sure about that one. I just seen a clip there. I think he must have been on the BT footage for yesterday for the Merseyside Derby, possibly. Um, I was just trying to find that there, but like I say, I, I think the thing is, you know, we don't want you don't want the same names all the time, but we're needing somebody yeah. that can, you know, help we here. Well, lads. Robson on the list. Uh, he was on that list. Uh, he was a wee bit further down, but he's on the he was on the list. Yeah. Ronnie Robson, maybe Derek McInnes. Uh, I don't know what this what his situation is at Gilly. I think he he probably he's working a lot closer at home, so he's probably happy there. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't can, and to be honest with you, Ron, though, I don't really care. Just, I just want to start playing well. Like I've said, like I say every week, just, just play well, just win games. There's a, the teams, there's a, the team. there's a Charlie Mulgrave. I think it's meant to be Charlie Mulgrave, twenty to one. Neil Lennon, twenty to one. Barry no, Robson, twenty five to one. Paul Lambert, twenty five to one. Tommy Wright, twenty five to one. Um, Alec Cleland, thirty three to one. Um, His forehead's too big. Yeah, I'll not be Tony Mowbray. He's just got the Sunderland job. Uh, Gary Caldwell, Alan Stubbs, Paul Par- Scott Parker, Paul Parker, Scott Parker. Jeez, some honestly, the names are getting he's another, ridiculous. He's now. another one that wears a cardie. We can't, we can't go for one that wears a cardie. Certain relegation. <laughs> oh, superb. Uh, yeah, so uh, it'd be an interesting one, and and there. So you, I mean, you're you're not really. You've not really, you're not really set on MD or got a real you're just wanting somebody in that could no. get with playing some football get with yeah, some points on the within board reason, within reason I don't I, I don't really care <laughs> I don't really care if I had to give you a name then I would have probably changed it the morning and then I'll change it again the next day so I'm, I'm I heard that David Martindale's name a couple of days ago as well just because of what he's done for Livingston you can attach. I was what I say. No, yeah. just, could you imagine the DUTV post match and pre match interview? I couldn't handle that. That uh, would be too much. I've actually got an exclusive for you. It's actually uh, James McPick. Oh, James McPick. Uh, is, is he even on the the odds list? Nah, no, I'm not saying no. And <laughs> rightly so. <laughs> Cheesy. Peeps. Oh, it's Outrageous. incredible stuff. Absolutely incredible stuff. Uh, and before we even actually, we haven't spoken about the games yet, but hey, we're having fun. Nobody uh, mm. else is. I'm just scanning through. But obviously, the clearly the deal that's been noticed now on social media. If there's not a video camera, there is no Paul McNichol. So I I was on off the ball yesterday uh, with. Tom Cowan and Stuart Cosgrove because again yep. it's radio only it's audio only it's no video so you weren't going and uh, what an experience that is like I think we're pretty chilled out like that's two pretty chilled out boys they've been doing it long enough <laughs> to just relax yep, yep. I tell you but what a lot of fun that was what a lot of fun uh, good good uh, as I said to you earlier I was I only managed to listen to about the first 50 minutes because I lost bloody signal it wasn't a, I couldn't get it on the radio because the old firm game was on the radio so I had to get it on my phone on BBC Sounds or whatever. It was it? on. Come on, I heard them saying it. It was on. It was on two of the frequencies or one of the frequencies because they've obviously got AM, FM, digital, and whatever. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it was on. Yeah. Them, I, I couldn't have found it around. I couldn't have found it in the duster. Negative. So, <laughs> the duster. So, but it was. It was great. It was great fun. I didn't need to wrap MD's pass for bringing up Scottish Cup wins. And I, I thought that 91 was or 2014, so that was all right. <laughs> I thought that was a cert that they would have been on you for that. Honestly. But, but hey ho. 
Honestly, but it, it was a lot of fun if um, the podcast's out now. Although, I says to Paul earlier, like, it's not the full show you get. You just, it seems to be cut a bit to it, but it was just a great laugh and I really, really enjoyed it. And then, obviously, for my sins, went away. Mother well after that and actually got quite a decent pie. But before all that, uh, but anyway, appreciate anyone that's listened, listened to it and, you know, appreciate the comments stuff. Thank you very much. But anyway, we've got again midweek we need to speak about here, right? Yeah. Uh, Obviously, we are the stuff going on with Jack Ross going Wednesday night. We we'll have to go to the Spaghetti Had to play against uh, Livingston. Um, it was very clear that uh, up until the Celtic game, I was probably going to go to Livingston. And then after the Celtic game, I was like, I'm definitely not going to Livingston. And uh, obviously, you know, there's ways and means of watching games and. You know, we'll move on. But uh, there was none of that on uh, Wednesday, so it was the dulcet tones of Dave Hill uh, to keep mm. us entertained. And uh, Live Score decided to tell me what was going on about five minutes before I don't know yeah. what commentary I was listening to. But uh, Livingston was never going to be uh, an easy place to go. I think as fans, I think a lot of would, or a lot of fans in general, football fans, discredit the League Cup. Uh, I think for United, I've never seen us win the League Cup, given it was 1980. So for me, I'd love to see again. And I certainly wasn't thrown it away on Wednesday. I was just probably hoping, turn up, lads. And my word, did it seem that we turned up. And you were the same, you were listening as well. And it's a mm-hmm. bit of a tougher experience. But on paper, everything seemed to be coming together on on, on a 90-minute performance. Yeah, yeah, and and again, it's it's strange that we're that we're trying to speak about this on the back of DUTV commentary because that's all that we can go on. Even even seeing the goals on the camera angle, the camera angles are weird. They're no your normal run of the mill camera angle for whatever reason. But it did seem like we put in a far far better performance. I think formation wise, we switched again to three at the back. We the three that worked so well in the latter part of last season, and it was equally as exhilarating and infuriating at the end when we'd won again. And Abdi that was there was giving it, oh, we were excellent tonight. We'd run ourselves into the ground. And you're shaking your head thinking, brilliant, glad, delighted, that's how we won. Yeah. What the hell was this the last few weeks? Mm. That that was that was a lot of people's takeaway. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There was no Donald about Pez either. Yeah, well, that, probably because there wasn't a big crowd. Like, yeah. And I think, as you touched on, like a, a couple of minutes ago, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the League Cup just doesn't get nobody's juices flowing until maybe the semis. Well, semi will get a lot of people's juices flowing. I mean, that, that might be true. That might be true. Semi-final, like do me. I set that in up nicely for you, Ando. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just it just doesn't it doesn't seem to wet nobody's appetite like, these days. Well, uh, talk about right, and we take the piss about your age, right? Because you're about ninety five. But realistically, you're you've you've been alive to see United win the League Cup, but you'll not remember that. It seemed too early for you. No, nah, I was still shitting in an abbey. You know what I mean? So, so it's nah. like for me, it's 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 forty two year. Like I was even nah. born. So yeah. that and that's how it's like. Well, I shouldn't describe it because uh, oh, there's a belter coming up and on this day later on about the league cup, right? And a, a belter, and it's all about what the league cup used to be called. I'll just leave it there. So to get to get through was massive, and I think that was the thing. Listen, it could have went off. A, it could have went in off a Stephen Fletcher's cock for I care, right? Just 
win the game, get through. And here, lo and behold, we got a way tie. Eh? Shocker. Uh, Unbelievable. Our pal Andrew said on Twitter, he reckoned we'd had two thirds of our game, about two thirds of our games away from home in the Cups. Oh, yeah. It's exactly two thirds of ties. Yeah. Oh, no, including neutral, obviously, including Ibrox. Um, is a way. <laughs> and again, it's another way midweek to Kilmarnock on another shitey pitch uh, in October. But you know what? We're in it. We're in the quarterfinal. It's not, it's, you know what? It's not a bad draw. No. It's could have been. He could have been up the road. Exactly. It, it, it could have been. It could have been far worse. It's not a bad draw. It gives us a decent, more than decent chance to get into the the, the semi-finals. Uh, but for a fan's point of view, you like a Kelly on a Wednesday night mm. or a Tuesday night, yep. whatever it is. It's just oh, it's a pain in the balls to get to. Can. But I'm sure that we'll take doing a decent amount again. It's it's the league cups and it's only the it's only the quarter-final stage. So. We'll probably not tat as many as we were ever going to tat on a Saturday. Still the quarter final. Like that. Oh, I know. Like, and I'll be in well. I'll get Mars down there. Uh, it is the school, the the second week of the Dundee school holidays. So what's, so what's the date to that? It's uh, is it the eighteenth or twentieth or something? Right. October? So that's between Ross County away and St Mirren away. Oh, so that's Christ three away me. games in a week. Yeah. Right. So we'll we'll really not be carrying many away fans. I would imagine. Mm. It, uh, no, probably no. Actually, well, you never know. You never know. You, you never know. If, if, if it's a lot of dough, up, that though. It's a lot of dough in a week. A, it's a lot of peril. Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, I uh, mind the tickets. It's a lot of peril. Can what you need? You need Ben Arkell. So you need. Um, yeah. <laughs> so McCarthy, McCarthy. So that is a, yeah. That is a bit of a toughie. But listen, we're through, and we'll obviously talk more about that um, as we go as we get towards that tie, uh, which is about six weeks away. But that that was good. And we were coming away, we were quite positive because we'd won the game, we'd give away a bit of a shitty goal and Mark wasn't great and whatever. But anyway, we, we, we won the game and then we were in the hat and we got the draw. We got a decent draw. Fine. On to Saturday we go. Motherwell away. They've been a bit up and down as well. They've changed their manager uh, even earlier than us. Um, again, a man that had been in the post, brought in an ex-player. As well, who I didn't know much about. Similar to what you were just saying about, about Sir Duncan Ferguson there. But he's come in, seems to got them playing a wee bit different football. The focus is obviously on the big boy Van Veen up front. He had just scored a hat trick, I think it was, last in the mm. cup and had scored yeah, in every week. game this season. So right away you're thinking, great, great. Because usually when teams are on a shy run, they want to play Dundee United. This boy's on yeah. a good run and you're thinking, Whoa. But um, I'm glad he didn't really turn up yesterday. But anyway, into the game, travelling down to the game, you're obviously trying to listen to my dulcet tones talking complete nonsense to the nation, which is all good mm -hmm. fun. And an unchanged team from yeah. uh, Wednesday night. Not yeah. unexpected, given the performance and everything that we read. Nah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Correct. So it was, it was the team that most people probably would have picked. And what did you think of the uh, <laughs> the first half? Let's take them. Let's, let's look at it in separate stages. Right, the, the first half, I, I felt like we were really poor. I thought that we were hanging on most of that half on another day. And again, it's a if my auntie had buzz situation here, but on another day, we could have easily been three or four doing again. Uh, the keeper didn't fill me with much confidence. He made a couple of no bad saves, but I think again, there was a few decisions where he's come out and then he's went back. 
and another in where he's come out and he's kept coming out and he's he's got there first and kicked up the park. Yeah, for throw. agree, agree. Uh, yeah, it was uh, there's there was a lot to be, in, in my opinion, there was a lot to be concerned about in that first half. Uh, like I, I've seen people saying, Abbott we defended well. And times we did like, but a lot of that was last gasp defending. Can we? Sh- it shouldn't have be coming doing a last gasp defending at the time, uh, because you'll get caught out. Like they hit the bar, they missed a penalty, which is unfairness. Let's talk save. about the penalty. Let's talk about that yeah. award. Uh, I'm still not convinced was, that's handball. No, I, I'm, and I'm, I can. We'll get to the referee. I've seen it, and I'm far from convinced that it was a handball. Uh, <laughs> It just—it was one of them, Ron. Where obviously we were, for that wee twenty-second spell, we were under the cosh. Mm. Like Ryan Edwards was just blocking at him. He blocked this. He blocked something, and it broke out to them, and we couldn't clear our lines. And then he was smart enough to get back on the line, and he's headered enough. It was going right in the corner, and then again we still can't clear it. And he's went to to close down the boy that's starting the shot, and he's made himself smaller. Like obviously his hands are up a wee bit, but they're no. They're not like Jesus on the cross. Like his hands are into his body. And has it hit them? Maybe. Is there anything he could do about it? No, in my opinion. And it didn't even cross my mind at the time. I just thought, great block, corner. Let's let's try and clear our lines here. And then the ref's pointing to the... I don't know. Having seen the replay back now, I think there's maybe one or two Motherwell players claim for the penalty. But it, it was... It took me by it took me by surprise that he gave a penalty for that. I really did. But great save for the keeper. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed um Ian Hartz was actually pointing to that side. Tell me he's right, pointing okay. over there and then I saw his, I saw uh, Saku's interview after it and he said obviously goalies is the worst kept secret they would do were homework and stuff and he just but he, Van Vini said goes both ways and he just had yeah. a hunch that he was gonna go there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, uh, that's, a, that's terrible, that's a terrible accusation there. Uh, and he said that, w- w- when I was watching it, I think it's a great height for the keeper, but I think he hits it hard. Like, he, he it's no tap that. It, it's been hitting hard, but I thought it was a, a good save. And it was one of those things I just thought, I just hope he grows for it, because the same of that, he come out for a couple, wasn't going to go for it. Then he did come out and clear, and I thought, that's what he's needing. At the end of the day, confidence when you've just had nine, and then you've conceded late on, on during the week, you're still going to be there, but I just hope it's gave him another wee boost. You know, and the big thing is, uh, I mean, we'll go back to a lot of the incidents and stuff, but, you know, for him as a goalie that's conceded that, to come out and get a shot out, you know, and and they do defend, and they have defended as unit. I know it's been a bit crazy at times when they've done it, but hopefully purely as a personal thing for him, for the confidence just to give him, to say, look, you're playing just now. Like, this is... You're in the goal. We need you to... Cheers to lose. Ah, you need to be doing pretty well here, you know, um, for that. So I was delighted for him for that and delighted for the save. I mean, as soon as he saved, it was like up and he was ready and and we were going again. But I I was just glad to get in at at half time because the big thing for... See that midfield three? I look at it and I go, right, McGrath, Harks and Levitt. I I like them as footballers, I really do. My worry's on the turnover. Like mm-hmm. going towards their goal, I still think it's it's imbalanced. I think we need, I think we we are missing a Peter Pollock that'll take the ball and go with it because Dylan Level no really do that. Ian Arts will sometimes do that, and Jamie McGrath seems to do that. But we're needing somebody to just that'll just take the ball and go with it and get up the park. 
And I just think that on the turnover, when it's coming back towards your goal, we're so open. Jeez, so it's, so. It's open. a worry every and time. The gap. It's a worry every time. Yeah, and that—that's what worries me. Like, there's no. Uh, I can we keep see Calm Butcher? People keep bringing up, but we're on about that type player. John Dufuks could be whatever, but somebody that I'll just there. I break that play up is so. Especially in games like that yesterday. Can maybe away from home? That's what we need at home. Be expansive. Be open because you're the home team. But away from him, mm. just. We didn't need to be given away. What was that? What was the stats? 21 shots on our goal. Only five on target, right? But 21 shots on goal. You know, yeah. you can't be given that's up. Poor. Yeah, <sighs> that's piss poor. And how many, like we've done it, we still haven't mastered the act to stop and across. Like we just, that when we spoke to Morris Malpass a few weeks back, he was like, my, my job was to kind of stop the boy that I'm up against. That was it. Yeah. If he's trying to cross the bar, stop it. If he's trying to go past us, then he, he might, yep. but the bar doesn't it? <laughs> or, if, or, or, or the opposite, you know, it's, but we, we, for seasons now, it feels like we just didn't stop crosses. Mm-hmm. We just didn't, we didn't help ourselves. Yep. And as like, I, I'm completely on board with what you're saying about the keeper. I hope that he takes confidence for the fact that we've went for conceding nine and what seems like about 50 minutes <laughs> to, to only conceding one in two games. Uh, and you need we needed to ride with luck yesterday. Absolutely, we did. And sometimes you do. Uh, but it just, I don't know, he's just got a, a style about him. He doesn't fill me with confidence. I don't think he's I don't think he fills himself with confidence. He doesn't look like he's comfy with the bat his feet. Decision making looks a bit iffy. Uh short stopping seems all right, but then you're a goalkeeper, like that's that's the prerequisite. Like you've got to be able to stop a shot. So, uh, there was after the first half, there was there was a lot of concerns. Like I, I still, I kept saying to Leo, I, th- I thought we're riding with luck here. It's going to be any of these days, and we're going to win. Like I, st- I always thought we were going to win, and then towards the end of the game, obviously when we were getting corners and whatever, getting uh, chances on the break, I, st- I still really believed that we were going to snatch it somehow, which never happened. But it's. There's a, there, there's a lot that worries me, Rondo. There really is. Like Motherwell, we we made them look really, really good. And I don't care if they're as good as we made them look. Maybe I'm doing them a disservice. Like Celtic are a good team, and we helped them look even better last week. I thought I thought um, I thought Goss and Slattery for them were really good in midfield because they took control of the midfield and they moved it about. They've done these wee trials. They got things going. I just but again they were tracking back, and I just think our three are very attack-minded. And I'm, listen, I'm fine with that. But sometimes you just need somebody to kick the shit out of somebody on the halfway line. I mean, what about Jamie McGrath getting booked after about two seconds? I'm already bringing up the referee, right? Because I thought he was shocking yesterday. I thought he was boofing. He was, he was My word. And not even just for United. There were some decisions over for both teams that was like, what's going on here? But that, he I mean, was, he was shy. you can't yeah. book him and then no book the other three that the day the oh. same thing. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. It was, yeah, it's, like when he when he booked McGrath, like I, I didn't agree with it. Like I could, maybe because I'm I'm 24 hours removed, I can think like maybe maybe that is a booking. But at the time I thought, well, we're, we're going to hear a lot of bookings in this game. I thought it's a booking. And I, that might have been the only end. I can't, was there any more? Two for Motherwell. 
two for I can't even mind what they were. Well, McGrath but was yeah, booked I after just, the second minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculous. <laughs> just, but the, the ref was, he was piss poor. He was piss poor. But to touch on your point, Rondo, about you saying that, like, uh, Harks, McGrath and Levitt are attacking players and we don't have an issue with that. that, that's fine. But we're not doing much attacking. No, no. We're, <laughs> we're, we're still... We're still as impotent as we have been for a couple of seasons, for whatever reason. Like there's Stephen Fletcher's putting in a shift that, that belies his years. Most weeks, you know, he's he's the focal point. But we seem to be because he's so good in the air. It looks to me like we're just thinking, right? We're just going to miss out that midfield. We're and he's also very good with him. the bat at his feet. <laughs> like he's, he's, a, he's a very good player. He's a very very good player. But we we're just lumping it up to his head. And I tell you what, I take Glenn Middleton in next time. Well, he's he's a willing runner. Uh, me personally, I would like to have seen uh, the, the new signing, Happy Buzz, Sadat. What's his? Sadat. His first name or his second name? Sadat Anaku. And uh, right, so I was I was looking forward to seeing him, uh, just because it's a new signing. It's exciting. I hadn't seen him because I wasn't there midweek. Uh, but the longer the game went on, you just can't. We weren't going to see any attacking no. subbies. We were just trying to hold on for a point. And I still think that, you know, we're on about that bruiser in the midfield. Again, I think Craig Sibbald's the closest thing we've got to it, but he is obviously no shite as, in as many people's conflicts because he got a bit more action yesterday and shows mm. what he could bring to, to the game. But I think we saw it at the start of the season. You know, and I, listen, I get, somebody said yesterday, what's the boy's name again? Apologies, can't mind. No, I wasn't, I can't <laughs> mind, sorry. But he was saying that, you know, you look at the... Um, the Alkmaar game, how we lined up, we didn't line up with a, a bruiser because we didn't hang. But Craig Sibyl played in that game, the Alkmaar game. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like he shows that he can do something. But again, we're not, we've said it loads of times, we're not training, we're not pick a team, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I just still think that that's it's still something like going forward and for the type of players they are, right? We're not doing the cricks, they're not performing to the levels they probably should be. But on the turnover of a bar, Again, the gap between it's, midfield yeah. and defence. And the defence still drop off. Yeah. Nady comes out, that, that fucking smasher boy. Does my tits in. Yeah, but that's that's because there's such a lack of pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agreed. Like Liam Smith, in my opinion, still out of form. Uh, BH, I got told he was he was good midweek through in Livingston. Wasn't it great yesterday? I thought he was all right. Wasn't it great yesterday? There was a lot of boys all right yesterday. That was the problem. I mean, and... Because all right's not good enough. All right's not nearly good enough, Rondo. No. Not for... <laughs> I dare say, uh, Mark Ogren's not thinking all right's acceptable. Uh, the dosh that he's paying out. And what, what what's happened to Tony Watt? What has happened to Tony Watt? Jesus. He's... He's been mince. Like that, I kinda I kinda dress up any other way. He's, he's offering none. Absolutely nothing. And, uh, there's, there's and again lumped up to him yesterday, which isn't a great and he wasn't even yeah. just a token a token jump, maybe got yourself about three inches off the deck. Yeah. Never again, not even like if you're not gonna win it, at least try and put the boy off. Yeah. None. Yeah. Just uh, uh, just appeared to be a lack of effort. Yeah. And yeah. one of the biggest cheers of the day was when he got subbed off. Yeah. For United fans at Hasten that had. And fans. I thought he, he seemed the first 10 15 minutes he was really in a boot stuff and then just fell away. Just like Kenny was in, he was winning fouls, actual fouls, I think. He wasn't just throwing himself to the deck a lot of the time, but it just fell away. 
Because that's when yeah. I was getting annoyed at the referee there. Because I'm thinking, well, you've gave a foul. The boys come through the back of them. Are we not bringing a care that we forgot them? That's when I'm starting to get annoyed by the referee. But we're getting at half time. You know, they've hit the bar for the penalty. Listen, I might be controversial here, but I didn't think we were that bad in the second half. We we were better. Eh. We were better. Well, we yeah. weren't a brilliant, let's uh, be honest, but no, no, no. We started no, to actually go, see, see that, see that, see that rune thing. See if we knock it up a wee bit. See that big rectangle thing with the net. Try and put it, try and put yeah. it in there. See what happens. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't, um, I wouldn't go as far as to say we were good second half, but I think we improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, uh, if you want to take the positives, like we did show a certain resiliency that we didn't show the last few weeks, Rondo. Like we come away with a clean sheet. Yeah. Can maybe even this time last week we probably would have got pumped for Motherwell. Uh, just such was the the demeanour of the players, yeah. maybe the confidence, effort effort levels, and and whatnot. So the the positive is definitely it was a better point for us at the end of the game than it was for them. I think they'll, absolutely they'll be they, they'll be kicking themselves that they didn't win that much. Although if you were a Motherwell fan, you'd probably be thinking, well, like we could live with that because if we play like that this week, then we'll we'll win more than we'll lose. But it was probably a better point for us. Hopefully, it's the start of like regaining a wee bit of confidence moving into uh, the, the upcoming fixtures. But as a one-off performance, like, if you want to judge it or not, then it, it wasn't a great. It wasn't a great. But uh, how bad it's been, it was. It was an improvement. Yeah, but the chances obviously Liam Smith are an effort. Ian Hart's are an effort. Um, or Bruce Freak are the death. You want to talk to me about the free kick routine in the second half? What, what was it a foul for? Because we, it was, we offside. Three, was it offside? Was offside? Because I, I thought the ref was. I was siding with the ref. I thought he thought this free kick was that pathetic. He's gave a foul. He was offside. It's, it's an insult oh, to football. It's incredible. How, how no just hit it? <laughs> You're 22 yards for goal. It's nothing. It's near the end of the game. Take a shot. And the best thing and was this fancy free kick shot. Take a shot. <laughs> the best thing was. In injury time, eh, for that what for a real acute angle, he then has a shot. A <laughs> uh, nonsense, an absolute oh, nonsense. My word. Uh, we we just overcomplicate football a lot of the time. Not just United, a lot of teams, but yeah. that. We need that double tens back, man. Nah, we, we, we need we need to boys tatting shots for free kicks, twenty-two yards for goal, rather than twelve boys dummying it and other and running offside. That's negative to anybody. I've yeah. heard of a gun, three bullets. That was yes, there and then. I can assure you, uh, But yes, listen, we're no, we're not, we're not getting massively overly excited about a point away at Motherwell. I get that, but it's a step in the right direction given the what we've endured over the the past five weeks. You know, if you were, if listen, I, I might be people might hear go at this and whatever, but you know, you offered me last Sunday at full time. We got a point and a clean sheet next week at Motherwell. I probably took it at the time, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and given what we were listen uh, we could sit here and say Kim, well, we were brilliant we were brilliant yesterday and we, we just got a point but we weren't we know we weren't we're, we're in the game fits and starts far and brilliant yeah. far fair so it's a step in the right direction but again it just moves on to to the next game being being sort of another massive in, uh, as well but before we move on uh, to the uh, the Hibs game we obviously need to Sort out our um, good and bad and the ugly of the week. I think in general is what we could yeah. uh, what we could look at here. 
Um, would you like to take a punt on any of them, Mr. Nickel? Start well, us good, off. The, the good's got to be the fact that we progressed in the cup because when me and you spoke about it this time last week, I don't think there was many boys looking forward to it. <clears throat> and I can I say that it's only Livingston, and there was a few guys messaged me to say, "What did you say that for?" <laughs> we'll probably get about five nothing now. Uh, but it, like it. We, we shouldn't have been fearing any game against Livingston, but our recent record against them. Well, in fact, when we won the game midweek, somebody then tweeted, that's, that's our first win down there for 2005 or something, or something like ridiculous like that. So to beat them away in the cup after that humiliating result against Celtic, then that's got to be the good. Mm-hmm. The bad is probably losing the manager. And I'm not saying that I, I was against it, but it's... It's it's rare that it's that it's a good thing that you lose your manager. I think when Levine left, uh, I'm not saying it was good, but at least it was for the right reasons because he'd been successful. Uh, he wasn't just getting punted. So losing your manager on the back of your team playing absolutely key for weeks, uh, that's bad. Uh, the ugly... Ugly. Elgie and Probably ugly. me again, Rondo. Probably me again. Elgie and ugly. And I can't, it's obviously awkward, and this is just obviously the daft we feature they've thrown in. But uh, see when you pay £3 for a Coca Cola at a ground. Oh, and they just hand it to you like it got poured 40 minutes ago and it's warm. It should A, be at least cold, and B, at least fizzy. Yesterday, Correct. it was as warm as a lukewarm bovril. And on the yeah. other hand, Trapdoor got himself a, a bovie. And it was like molten lava, I'm led to believe. <laughs> so it was unbelievable. But at one point, I thought my, I thought my Coke was warmer than his Bovril. The pairs were good, though. But uh, I will certainly put yeah. the Coca-Cola down to probably come out a can that's been sat on the side. Three pound. Three pound. Yeah, I got I got me and the wee man a couple of Cokes. And as soon as I said it, the, the last they slid to in front of us. And I, I just looked at it as if to say when did you when did you pull that <laughs> like they're, they're going to hit zero fuzz they're going to be oh, about as cold as my and it was, it was quite and my feet are sweating it was quite muggy in Motherwell to say the least so I was like yes. I was really wanting a drink I wasn't wanting a bovie I was wanting something cold I could honestly ah <sighs> poor, poor fair but you know what that's uh, slightly off topic but that is what happens with football fans we get charged ridiculous prices for stuff that's not even worth a fraction of the price that they're charging man. correct should have just brought my little coke in with us anyway Hibs beat Kilmarnock yesterday by one mm. goal to nil uh, they travel to Tannadice Saturday 3pm kickoff. Uh because they didn't have enough players they brought another three in this week on transfer deadline day of course we've not covered that because there's nothing to mention uh, but Paul will obviously clock. get to that oh you'll get to that we'll get to that uh, but in terms of ends there was nothing obviously coming but again right now we're fighting for every single point in that division and it's going to be another tricky game Hibs a wee bit a wee bit up and doing as well I think that there was their first win in six I think yesterday possibly they'd yeah. be draw loss draw loss win uh, so they are sitting on eight points in the leagues they have won two drawn two and lost two uh, across the board and I'm not really sure what, what we get now with a Hibs team because I, I didn't really recognise the squad they've brought in that yeah. many players they've still got that big ham Porteous at the back <laughs> and they've got 
the the guy that's going bald and runs pretty fast and devs a lot on the wing again. Uh, Chances yeah, are happening again. Hi. There are well, I mean, if I've if I'm putting my house on something this week, it's no Duncan Ferguson being the manager. It's Martin Boyle tatting a dev. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, but the odds will be shite because it's a cert to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a big game again. Obviously, when you're when you're in the position that we're in in the league, every game is big, uh, and it's quite concerning as well. Uh, I'm certainly concerned about where we are. I think it's a game we can't afford to lose. Can't be affording to lose it. Uh, and it just depends again what what sort of United shows up. Who, I mean, who knows? We we don't know if we're going to have a new manager. We don't know who's going to be picking the team. What's going to be happening? It's uh, there's there's so many unknowns just now about United. It's very hard to make any sort of prediction, other than we'll probably be open uh, when we lose the bar. <laughs> That's about the only guarantee just now. Uh, boys will be able just to run it with. So it'll be interesting. But it's uh, such a such a big game. Like Hibs are man great for them themselves. I know that they won yesterday, but they were up against ten men for pretty much eighty minutes of that game. So they're no, they're no any great shakes just now themselves. So uh, it's, you know, we've got to be trying to get this win on Saturday. It's it's really that simple, uh, by any means necessary. And uh, again, move on. Maybe maybe start with a clean sheet. Maybe defend a wee bit better though. Again, it was there was some excellent defending in, in stages yesterday. We last gasp stuff, but then I leave it at last gasp, and then I just let the boy boil run at you. I'm not saying he's the best player in the world, but he's got pace to burn. And uh, that's the one thing that we do not have in our team for what seems like the 17th straight year, no pace. 100%. 100%. So that's Saturday at 3pm kickoff. It'll be an interesting week to see what happens in terms of the manager and stuff like that. I would think they would, uh, you know, it's a, not a free week, but there's nothing during the week or anything here. So you would hope that that might be something that we could get um, done this week. Do you think it'll week. be a quick? Do you think it'll be quick? The appointment, whomever it may be. Um, yeah, I mean, you've kind of got a clear run of it. I think for a manager's point of view, in terms of being in the door, unless it happens, like as this episode comes out on the Monday, you know, to get a week of training, I mean, the players will be, dare I say, off the day in the morning, uh, as is their normal Um so if he gets a full week for them for Tuesday to Friday, then yes, I think that's a really good thing. The later it goes on this week, there might be more of a reliance on Liam Fox or continuity. I mean, you see it, you see it a lot down south. I think it's happened up now and again. If appointments come in that late, the manager will watch where they stand or stuff like that. Because I'm not sure how much influence they can have on a day type thing. Given all the sort of media obligations and stuff that need carried out and all that nonsense. Um, so I, I'm not sure how it would go, but yeah, I would think that it would be good to get it done early. But listen, yeah, if it takes well, time to get the right man, then yeah, I'm going to go the opposite. I don't. I, I think with the win through the weekend, the perceived steadying of the ship yeah. yesterday, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we take more time. It's not a disaster. Uh, <clears throat> no, 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 far from it. But, uh, I, I think one thing though is, I think on the training field, they're, they're very short now. So we've lost another pair mm-hmm. of hands in Adam Asgar, who's very hands-on at training. So, yeah. you know, I think that's 
I, I, listen, there'll be people there that can help out. There'll be other coaches here. You've got boys like Dave Bowman you can rely on and stuff. I imagine, but yeah, mm-hmm. that, that'll be a that'll be an interesting one that we'll we'll certainly need to keep a keep an eye on um, for that. Anyway, you mentioned the transfer window. Of course, we didn't really mention it because nobody came in. But Nicky Clark, like you mentioned, did go, and of course he scored just the other day. Of course he did. <laughs> He'll do well for them, I think. Yeah, a good servant. Well a them. good servant for the club, for sure. Yeah, I don't think many people have a bad word to say about him. There was a few guys that didn't hate him, and I was of a mind at the end of last season that, although I quite like him, uh, I think that we needed to upgrade slightly. Like if you're hoping to make the next the next stage, the next step in uh, the progression of the club. Uh, bringing in Stephen Fletcher, I would say he's definitely an improvement on anything that we had last year. But apart from that, we we seem to be short now because Tony Watts massively out of form, uh, and we tend not to really play him up front anyway. The boy Happy, uh, we, he's an unknown quantity, isn't he? Uh, Kujo, he's a work in progress. So I, th- I think we're me personally, I probably wouldn't let him go. And I'm not saying that because I would have played him every week, but I think he would have been quite a handy guy to have about the squad. I think he was quite a popular guy as well. And uh, I'm not saying that that, that that's the a whole reason to be keeping a guy around the building and, and continuing to pay him. But you know, I think I think that we are potentially short of uh, attacking options, let alone uh, defensive midfield options. So, so yeah, I think it, it seems like we were just trying to balance the books I suppose maybe I mean we don't know anything about the finances but we're probably paying a wee bit more in wages than we were last season given the recruitment I would think and it was possibly always a case of we were like, the intention was to get a few out the door uh, I'm surprised that we didn't have, there was talk obviously of a few guys going out on loan there was talk of people getting moved on like Niskanen I'd heard that in a, in a rumour that he was meant to be going I don't know where uh, Logan Chalmers. He was getting on the number 18 bus, is the rumour I heard. <laughs> I mean, this guy was spotted on transfer deadline day on the 18 bus for Curtin. So, make of that what you will. Maybe he's, maybe he's on loan to downfield, I'm not sure. Uh, Richie Rockefeller would keep a eye about that. That's his team. But, yeah, Logan Chalmers, he was supposed to be... The loans well, can still okay. happen, though, to the lower league teams. That can still right, happen. Okay, well, yeah. We'll, we'll, Look we'll at the smile on now. your face. <laughs> and yeah, but that's yeah. It was a good week for the loan report, Rondo, because there was a few boys that they got sent back. So yeah, we're just was, uh, we're just about to get to that. Don't worry. Uh, but they didn't announce that. They didn't <laughs> announce that. So I've just got to do my research myself and just smile. Just no, this is great. Send them all back. <laughs> well, on that note, then over to you to update us on the loan report, Carby Women's Team, and all that kind of good stuff. I will start with her in Fife with Chris Mochrey at Dunfermline. And it would be another start this weekend for Mochrey as him and his Fife pals headed to Dumfries. It only took 19 minutes for Chris to make an impression on the game as he set up Dunfermline's first for the big lump Todorov. He'd put in a good performance on the day with the only downside picking up a yellow card, but all in he can be happy with his work before he was subbed off in the 72nd minute. The pars would go on to win the match 2-0 and remain top of the league. Finn Robson at Kelty Hearts. After not seeing much action for Kelty, Finn has had his loan spell cancelled. Jack Newman at Peterhead. As I'm sure you all know, due to injury to Mark Birigetti, Jack has been recalled from his loan spell with Peterhead 
Probably a blessing in disguise, seeing as they get pumped every week. As for Peter Head, they were at home to Montrose on Saturday. And of course, Adam Hutchinson is on loan at Montrose. Sadly for Adam, in the shite loan report section of the podcast, Adam is still missing due to injury. Montrose won the match 2-0. Declan Glass at Derry City. No place for Deco in the Derry squad this week, but that was due to him having picked up an injury. Kai Fotheringham at Stirling Albion. After making his debut from the bench last week, Kai did enough to earn a start in his side's match against Albion Rovers this week. He'd get 85 minutes of the game and was at the heart of everything good for Stirling. In the 48th minute and from one of Kai's corners, Stirling took the lead. Albion would equalise just eight minutes later and with about 20 minutes left, Kai has had a guilt-edged chance to all but seal the points, but he somehow managed to miss. A good run out for Kai and I'm almost certain that he'll get plenty of game time in his loan spell. Leighton Bisland at Cowdenbeath. Leighton and his Cowdenbeath mob had a midweek game against Edinburgh Uni, but Leighton was suspended for this one, so would miss out on his side's 3-0 win. That took them on to Saturday, and it was another home game for the Fifers, this time against Gretna 2008. In front of 174 fans, Leighton would be back in the team, at right back, and would get the full 90 minutes. His team would once again win 3-0, so it was another clean sheet for Leighton and another comfortable win for the Blue Brazil. Jacob Comerford at Cumbernauld Colts. It's very hard to get any real updates about Jacob at Cumbernauld Colts, but I can tell you that on Saturday he played the full match for his Colts side as they defeated Hertz B-team 2-1. Robbie Nielsen, Lee McCulloch, Stephen Naismith, Gilles Rousset, Stefan Adam and Stephen Presley and the Trois Pricks. Fair view for the terrace. Get up, yeah. The academy team. After losing to Hamilton last week, it was a road trip to Paisley on Friday night for the young lads in the academy team. It was a game that would see the debut of 15-year-old Ollie Simpson at full back, and he would play a pivotal role in the game's first goal. Just six minutes into the game, and a St Mirren defender badly misjudged Ollie's cross into the box and headed the ball into his own net from 12 yards out. Pardon. United then had the better of the play for the next 25 minutes or so, but typically it was St Mirren that would get back on level terms. Eight minutes before the break, a chipped ball into the United box was cushioned into the bottom corner, and by half-time the score would be one each. Twelve minutes into the second half, and a piece of magic from Brian Mawingi was the catalyst for United taking the lead again. He picked the ball up 40 yards from goal and simply went on a maze. He'd take five St Mirren players out before eventually being challenged just outside the area. The ball then broke to Stuart Heenan, whose first-time shot was saved, but the rebound fell kindly for Carnworth to tuck home and put United 2-1 up. United then had two opportunities to extend their lead, but poor finishing and a great save from the Saints keeper meant that it remained 2-1. Somewhat against their own play, St Mirren would then equalise. From a United attack, they would break forward quickly and ultimately, United goalie McCabe was then lobbed from 30 yards out to give the Paisley kids an equaliser. The talented Rory McLeod then missed a penalty for United as he cannoned the spot kick off the bar and it was to be a chance that we'd rue as St Mirren took the lead not long after. With eight minutes left, another quick break from St Mirren seen them score from 20 yards out and take the lead on the night for the first time. Just a minute after that, however, and United equalised. Adam Carnwath with a low cross into the box which Stuart Heenan pounced on. The winner then came with just a couple of minutes left in the match. Connor May, who had just come off the bench, was on hand to use his pace to get on to a long pass from Borland, 
went round the keeper and rolled the ball into the empty net. There was time for May to almost score his second of the night, but the post denied him this time. The game finished 4-3 to the good guys, and it was United's second win of the season. The women's team. Fresh off the back of two straight defeats, the ladies have a free week this week due to the international break. They return to action next Sunday at home to Celtic. Hopefully they give a better account of themselves than the men's team did last week. That'll be a tough one, eh? That'll be a tough one. That will be a tough one, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Indeed. Uh, The Dundee United Community Trust have announced their October holiday camps. Uh, They've got three uh, various camps available. They've got the football camp, the girls only football camp and the Paris Sports Club camps as well. Uh, All the camps give you the opportunity to meet the players. You've got gifts, you you can make some new friends and you get DUCT themed days. They'll be held at Gussie Park and New Beechwood Park and you can get all the details online at dundeeunitedct.co.uk. I've been mentioning it for, on behalf of the Sports Foundation that Smile is back for 2023 and we are delighted to be taking part in the gala evening that they're putting on on Wednesday the 22nd of February. You will basically get two events for the price of one, two shows for the price of one. You'll get to watch Smile and then after that, we're going to rock up on the stage. Uh, we're going to be with John Holt, Morris Malpass, Hamish McAlpine and Paul Hegarty to record a wee live episode that'll probably go out the following Sunday or maybe the week after, whatever, as part of uh, one of our podcast episodes. We're looking forward to that. Tickets, 25 quid. Uh, they include a half-time pair, seat numbers unallocated for the event, and you can get them at dusf.scott forward slash shop. So that smile uh, is back for 2023, and uh, the Supporters Foundation have got their own gala evening, but it's running, I think, for a good few weeks anyway so you can uh, get that if you uh, can't make the uh, the gala evening uh, the the United Futures lottery jackpot it's no being one still £2,000 up for grabs uh, you can sign up for the lottery it is drawn each and every Friday at noon unitedlottery.co.uk and of course the next 50-50 draw uh, will be held this coming Saturday for the Hibs game Right, so one thing that Paul mentioned right at the the start of the show is the uh, is YouTube uploads. So uh, we are obviously very sparse with our YouTube uploads, but this past week when I had a bit of downtime, there's not loads of that, but um, we've got a lot of our interviews that we we have with with the guests that we get are all separate recordings because they're usually done at a different time. They're very rarely done at the same time as an episode. So. What I'm going to do, and it will take a bit of time, is we're going to upload the interviews only to YouTube. Uh, the Andy McLaren interview is our first ever one. We've done it on episode nine. That'll be on the YouTube channel tomorrow, uh, or today as you're listening to this, the mo- Monday the 5th of September, 12 o'clock it goes on, and it is just the interview. So we're going to try and get through them all, so it will take time and it'll be in order. Um, but a lot of people... You know, just to save people skimming for all. And if it's all in one place, it's just easy. And to give a bit of content on the YouTube page, you know what I mean? So, um, because people have asked for that. Can you just get the interviews? And this is probably the easiest way to do it. But it will take a bit of time. So, I'm going to be hopefully get a couple up a week. Because it, it, it doesn't take much time getting them ready. It's all the uploading stuff that runs in the background. And then you forget. How, how long, like uh, a rough estimate, shall it take to upload Sean Dillon's interview? Um... Longer than the interview itself. Nine days. 
nine day. Well, I mean, maybe maybe start doing that next week then. And we'll be fine. Yeah. Are you going to stick up uh, episode 83? That's on, well, that, well, that's on there. And I got a bit of a, a strike for the copywriter. So that's, that'll just be in podcast version on Spotify and stuff. YouTube Fair didn't enough. like that when we put it, but that is there. But yeah, they didn't like it because of, some of the music was played near the end or whatever. But yeah, it'll just be the interviews for all the guests that we've had. So, you know, Paul Sturrock, Brian Welsh, Morris Malpass, Declan Glass, you know, dare I say even Ben. Um, so yeah, all our current ex-players, managers, whatever, will be on there. But it will take a bit of time, but just let you know. So uh, you can sign up to our newsletter and, and not get a newsletter this whole season so far, but you can do that. If you head to any of our social media, there's a link in our bio to a link to your account and you can get it on there. The YouTube link will be on there as well. So there you go. Right, let's um, move ourselves on. Only about who am I and on this day to come for this episode. Um, who am I at the minute is two all currently. Uh, who was your player? Who was your first player? James Grady. Oh, so it was, yeah. Who's your player today? We'll get there. Ah, okay. Uh, Guido was mine for last week. So the mm. rules have changed. Paul changed the rules that we just kind of had to see this player. You know what I mean? So we we you never know what you're going to get here that that's what I'm getting at it's uh it's always a bit brutal around the edges so um as always it's the same rules you've missed any of the past episodes it's five clues you get it right on the first clue you get five points second clue four points third clue three points fourth clue two points which is what we've got so far and if it's on the final clue you get one point there's a bit of rules of how you can set the question up we can only use stuff that's really on the Arab Archive, but we do allow one clue to be written by us, so it can be completely random. It could. Uh, what does your sound like the day? Sounds. What does your sounds like? Sounds like. What's Not telling you, Rondo. Okay. Not just, telling you. I'm just, not, I'm just trying to help the people that are listening. Not playing along. No, you're trying to help yourself. Yeah. You're being a sneaky peep. That's that's it's harsh. It's harsh. Try and remind me, by the way. By the time we finish, we sh- we didn't give a man the match yesterday. We need to do that. So just. Yeah. Remind me. Okay. Fletcher. Fletcher. Oh, you've given it to Fletcher. Okay, hold on. Sneak I'm giving it to Fletcher. Steven Fletcher. Right. Okay. I'm to the goalie for his penalty save, but fair enough. Cool. Right. So, who am I? Over to you then, uh, Mr. Nicol. Okay. First clue. This player was born oh. in 1974 and. Is six foot one. Hey, that, that this is allowed. Like we're allowed to say bottom height, position, first manager, career appearances, goals, etc. Nineteen seventy-four, six foot one. Now I can confirm he wasn't six foot one when he was born. He did. Uh, he did have to wait a few years to get to that height. Seventy-one. Nineteen seventy. Seventy-four. So, before you say it, before you try to be wide, he's older than me. You say he's a centre half? I said he was born in 1974. Right. He's got height for a centre half. Jason DeVos? No. (laughs) (laughs) I need need that button at this end of the conversation. That, That involves technology. 
So <laughs> no, it's, it's not cheap. You, no, no, it's you that's operating it. So it's up to you. Oh no, no, it's a disaster. <laughs> Blow my house up. <laughs> Don't okay. worry, you'll know here okay. next week when when Big Dunk rocks up. <laughs> <laughs> or doesn't it? Right, right. Number two. This player's first manager at Tannadice was Tommy McLean. 74, 6-1, Tommy McLean. That doesn't mean he signed him, though, does it? First manager was Tommy McLean. That doesn't mean he signed him, though. The first manager <laughs> was Tommy McLean. Listen, I'm trying to get clues here. There's shy housing is needed. McLean, <laughs> 74. For us. It's not the Scandinavians because they'll be older than that. Because seventy four is only six year older than me, and I would say they're they've got twenty year on me. Which is, sorry if you're listening, Lars and Co. Um, Lars Ireland. It's not going to be him though. No, it's no Lars Ireland. <laughs> I knew it was them. <laughs> <Yes>. Right. Okay. <sighs> Clue number three, Rondo. This player made his competitive debut for the club against Dundee when Paul Sturrock was a manager. Now that's a good clue. That's a shite clue. Tell that's me that again. This player made his competitive debut for the club in a Dundee derby when Paul Sturrock was manager. So Sturrock was appointed early. Because McLean got binned early that season. I've no idea when Tommy got binned, actually. I can't remember. Definitely, it was early. It wasn't August, but it, yeah, definitely. <sighs> Three points, Rondo. Come on. What have we got? A Dundee Derby for a debut. Six foot one. 1974. Ken, what? I've got in for you. I can't, he's no six foot one. At least I'll be amazed if he's six foot one. How many points is this for? Three. Your favourite striker. Roger Bowley. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not Roger Bowley. <laughs> Because he's about five foot one. Let's <laughs> <sighs> score world days for overhead kicks, though. This is brutal for man. two points. For two points. This is shit. This this player has also played for Kelty Hearts, <laughs> Greenock Morton, Cowden Beath, and Bradford City, amongst others. Seventy-four six one. Tommy McLean, yep. Paul Sturrock, and a load of shite teams. <laughs> a load of shite teams. Yeah, Kelly Hearts, Greenock Morton, Cowden Beath, and Bradford City. Probably played for Kelly Hearts when they were juniors. I've got it. I've got it. Bradford City's my clue. I've got it. 
he's no a centre half. I think I've got it. Okay. Is he? He's no a centre half. Is he, or possibly, was he up the road as a coach? I mean, that might be the fifth clue. Is it Alan Combe? It is Alan Combe. It is Alan Combe. Because we've not had many players at Bradford like that's. He made his debut under Sturrock. Made his debut in the game that James Grady, my pick last week, scored that absolute raker when it hit his shin or his knee. Or so, the, so he, just now, he was like basically the number two? He uh, must have been, eh? Behind yeah, Gallagher? Yeah, I think so, yep. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Or, or Seed, one of the two. Can't mind. Uh, right, so the fifth, the fifth clue oh, would here have we been, go. <laughs> this goalkeeper played 85 times for the club and he is now the goalkeeping coach at Dent. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, the Bradford clue was a help there. Right, yes. final bit of business for today's On This Day in association with the Arab Archive preserving the history of Dungeon United Football Club since 2006. Uh, 5th of September is our focus today. Only one game and one sign-in. There's no, uh, no much to share with you today, but it's the League Cup, fourth round... 1984 my question to you Paul is do you remember what the League Cup was called back then so it was the Skull Cup yeah, yeah. it was the Skull, Skull League Cup, Cup yeah yes that, that's, that was the the first League Cup sponsor that I was aware of I, I'm not sure if it was anything before that but Skull League Cup yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the first one I really remember well, no Skull but the Coca-Cola Cup I always remember that because it was getting yeah. bikes around yeah. it um, <laughs> so this was a <laughs> grueling cup tie which had to go extra time to determine an outright winner Celtic probably enjoyed territorial advantage in normal time but it was United who took the lead after 65 minutes the Celtic defence failed to clear an Eamon Bannon free and Ralph Milne slipped in uh, the ball into the path of the unmarked Paul Sturrock who scored easily United held that lead till 7 minutes from time Paul McStay worked his way in the box his cross was driven in by substitute Alan McAnally and on to extra time we went the decisive goal came just two minutes into the additional period. Substitute John Clark finishing off a Ralph Milne Paul Sturrock move to take United into the sixth successive League Cup semi final. I'll just read that for you again, Paul. Sixth successive League Cup semi final. Incredible, eh? Oh, amazing. Amazing. Uh, one Simon today. Uh, this player started his career at Kilmarnock. He joined United as a free agent after being released by Leicester City. He made 12 appearances. He scored two goals. Then he moved to the USA to join New York, New Jersey Metro Stars, renamed Red Bull, uh, New York Red Bulls. or New, I think they started Red Bull New York, actually, uh, soon after. On this day, 2005, who did Gordon Chisholm sign? From Kilmarnock. He was released the, by Leicester. We signed him for Leicester. He started at Kilmarnock. Mm. He only played 12 times. Sounds Italian. Yeah, and he's got, he had the, the biggest nose in Scottish football. He's, Peter Canero. There you go, Peter Canero, correct. Yeah, he did have a big hook nose. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He, was a, he was a no bad player, though, for what I can remember. Yeah. 
Uh, listen, one thing I meant to actually ask you earlier, and this, I don't, I mean, most people have turned off by then, let's, now, let's be honest, but one question, right, so I was on Off the Ball with a Hearts guy yesterday that had, that had written a book about um, loads of match-worn shirts that he'd collected, and he was writing about them, it was quite cool, the book was called 51 Shirts. Five one shirts is what it was called. There's there's a shirt, and I would obviously write a book called Sixty Two Shirts. You know, obviously, because <laughs> we're big fans of Schauhausen. But anyway, uh, Tom Cowan asked me if I could have any player's shirt from a game. What game would it be, and what shirt was it? So yeah. I went for Brewster. Brewster's ninety four because he was my hero then. Yeah, what would you go for? And um, Neri against Brazil. <laughs> it's got to be United. United. It's got to be United. It's got to be United. Yeah, it's got to be United. Uh, prob- probably Ralphie's at Dens when he when he chipped the keeper. Well, that that yeah. got mentioned, and that that was mentioned beforehand. And I'd said, well, I was born, but I I was one. I wasn't even one, so yeah. that's why I didn't say that. But yeah, I was ninety four for mine. I thought that was a, I thought it was a really interesting question. That you know, mm-hmm. so some of them yeah. could be. I think everyone will have. You know, favourites, but for me, yeah, Brewster '94, it would have to be. You know, incredible. Yeah, I think. Well, I think when you when you when you when you ask a question like that, your mind goes to right iconic goals. Mm-hmm. You know, shifty stop, shifty stop for for Ibrox would be oh, a good end. Yes. Uh, John Clark at the New Camp, that would be yes. a good end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Any Alan Main stops would be welcome in my house. Alan uh, Main. Alan Main. But I, I would probably, if I had to nail it down to just one, I would probably say Ralph Mullins. Nice one. Go. I should have asked yeah. that earlier on because more people would have been listening by now. But anyway. Uh, anyway, that is it. It's been, uh, the Cardi has been hung up for the final mm. time. And uh, hopefully, this time next week, Big Dunk will be in Rutland Pusses. So we'll see what happens. We are at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. You can grab some merch. I was obviously wearing the Ardor t shirt yesterday. Uh, DodeFoxPodcast.com because none of them had heard the Douglas and heard it was full of shite bags. Anyway, do have a great week. Stay safe and don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole.